In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Christ is born. Over the period of the fast, I've attempted to um, explain a few different theological thoughts or thoughts about Jesus' coming. Uh, in particular, one of the thoughts a few weeks ago was that Jesus came, that he was the second person of the Holy Trinity was incarnate to reveal the Father to us, to show us the Father. Of course, yesterday's sermon connects to that as well, which is he reveals the Father, and what he reveals is that God is humble, that God is willing to divest himself of his own glory in order to be with us and save his creatures. I mentioned also that the incarnation of the second person of the Trinity, that Jesus came because to heal our human nature, not only to heal it from the fallenness of sin, but also to cast out and to war against the demonic realm which we see revealed throughout the Gospels. Not only him um, showing what it is to be truly human and showing us how we are to live, but also as he goes around healing people physically, casting out demons, and uh, presenting uh, this image of what it means to be fully human and, and what, you know, curing the problem that we all suffer with. <coughs> Today I'd like to talk about the love of God, which is an extension of these other themes. In the Fathers of the Church, you can read and, and even contemplate this idea that before God created mankind, before human beings, before Adam and Eve were created, that God was fully aware of what would happen. It wasn't like he created Adam and Eve, and then Adam and Eve fell, and as Gary used to say in catechism, he was like, darn it, I messed up again. It wasn't a surprise. It wasn't merely a disappointment, although certainly on, in some sense it's a disappointment. God being fully aware that Adam and Eve would fall after he created them. And if he's fully aware, the fathers would say in contemplation that, and maybe they would even go as far to say that there's a conversation on the inside, in the inner life of the Trinity, knowing that if we are made, not only because of the fall, but because you may remember that God created us to become like Him. And if God wants us to become like Him, it always requires the second person of the Holy Trinity to take on human flesh. 
I guess the formula, the way it's pronounced by St. Athanasius is that God must become like us in order for us to become like God. Or as St. Athanasius says, God became man so that we could become gods. This is repeated throughout the literature of the church, the, the commentaries on the scriptures, that God before the ages, in his making and creating of humankind, in order to draw humankind closer to himself, knows that he will have to become a man. Not only that will he have to become a man, but he'll have to face the indignities of the cross. Now it may seem odd to you, in the last few sermons I keep bringing up the cross, that's because Jesus is born to die. Jesus is the one person in the world whose mission, out of obedience to the Father, out of extreme humility, is to, to die. Is to die for our sins, to take on the sins of the world, so that he can complete the act of our cleansing, of our healing, of our being made fully human. You know, when someone is a hero in our culture, I just want to uh, think of a few examples. When the fireman runs into the house, and we can think of the most, the biggest image in my life is those firemen running, firemen and women running into the towers on 9-11. You know, we saw them go in risking knowing that they might die just to save a few lives, out of duty, out of love, out of concern for those human beings, they ran in to death. And we have honored them as a society, and we hope to honor them with our lives. We see this also for our war heroes. When we talk about the memorial of those who have died in the line of duty overseas, Fighting, the, uh, fighting whatever enemy, whether it was the greatest generation or those who went to Iraq or, or those who went to Afghanistan, we saw some of their acts of heroism in dying to, what we say, preserve our freedoms. And we hold these people up in our society. We look at them and we often say that we want to, that we have to be thankful for the sacrifices that they made for our freedoms. This is the same thing when we think of our Lord Jesus Christ. When we think of his healing our humanity, when we think of his heroic effort to conquer death for us, to release us from the bondage of the devil, when we think of him revealing the Father to us, his self-emptying, he doesn't have to do this. He runs towards death. He runs towards the indignities of human life in order for us to gain our freedom.
to gain our healing, to gain the ability to have our sins washed away, to gain the ability for us to be reborn in him so that we can find eternal life. He became like us so that we could become with him, like him. And so on this nativity and throughout our life, let us honor this humble sacrifice, this self-emptying love that God has presented to us because he had no need to do this, but he did it because he was full of love and full of grace for his creatures, knowing before all eternity that he would have to lay himself on the line in order for us to grow closer to him. He did the work, the mystery that we see before us. He became as a little child, incarnated as a baby, totally vulnerable, totally empty. And all of this, of course, we magnify today, we glorify, and may we live lives that honor what he has done for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, glorify him. <laughs>